Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Tuesday morning. The Pats have saved their season. I don't think I've said that or anyone said that in the month of November in about 20 years, but they got a great performance from Cam Newton relative to what he's been doing lately. The fumble against Buffalo, the terrible outing against Denver, not being able to practice, having the coronavirus. If you take all that into account, last night was a win. And fellas, before we jump into what this means for a couple of quarterbacks, currently the Jet starter and maybe the guy that would replace him if we get to that point. One thing Newton said after the game, we haven't talked about this morning, is the simple notion. Somebody asked him just a real simple question. Are you happy you won last night? Or are you relieved you won last night? Mm. And he said, no doubt. I am relieved. And you know what he said, Key? You go on the uh, radio in Boston every week. He said, I've let down the fans. Which I thought was interesting. It's his first year. I just mentioned the adversity. He just had a fumble. It happens to everybody. He had the coronavirus. They couldn't practice. He's had to overcome a lot. People have been very critical, but I thought it was notable that he said, I'm relieved, the fans deserve better, and for all of the talk that he could just sort of be on the straight and narrow, stay in lockstep with Belichick, you can tell this is affecting him as a person and a player, very cathartic. The second the question was asked, oh, I'm relieved. Well, because he he knows what's being said about him, right? I mean, he reads the newspapers or the internet, so to speak, and I'm sure people have told him, oh, man, these people, and he knew what he was getting into when he signed up. He knew that the pressure was on and he hadn't played particularly well in a few games this year. And so people point to that and he sees his own performance. He watched the film. So he went out and against the jets, he played pretty good football. I mean, if you, if you look at the way he played, I think when you talk about the numbers at 20, 27, 35 for 270 some odd yards, no touchdowns in the air, but two on the ground. If Tom Brady had that same performance, people would be like, oh, Tom played great. right? And so because he's coming off a couple bad performances, it's just like, oh, he played better than he did before. Well, no, he played winning football. He didn't turn the ball over, and he scored, and they won. That's all that matters. Just put it into context, though. It, it, it's, there's a similarity there with the Dallas Cowboys, how expectations are at the beginning of the season that you're going to come out and be this thing. Now, Dallas didn't live up to those expectations. I'm just saying from the expectation perspective, the way Cam started the season, Zubin, the way he came out very strong, oh, they're not going to miss a beat. They're going to be in that same conversation just like it was when Tom was there. They, he goes through having COVID. They come back, he struggles. And then we see them celebrate the way they did after beating the Jets. <laughs> right? The Jets. Just think about the dichotomy of where, we, where they were. To still, a win is a win, but a win against the Jets gives you that sigh of relief by three points. But still, a win is a win, and you take that, hopefully build that momentum going forward. And I think they will. I think that they are, you know, they, they understand what they are. And whether Belichick comes out and says he believes this versus that or why they're in the position that they're in, whatever the case is, when they flew back from New York, back to Boston after that game, He's sitting on that plane, and he's thinking to himself, as he's talking to his staff, we still have an opportunity to make the playoffs, and once you get in the tournament, anything can happen. It just can happen. I understand that they lost to the Bills, and the Bills is a sexy team right now in the AFC because they wind up beating the Seattle Seahawks with a bad defense, and everybody's like, oh, Seattle was the top of the heat, and now Buffalo's this and Buffalo's that, and Miami is right there, but... When you look at it, New England beat Miami. Miami had a close one against Buffalo. They have to play each other 
again. Miami has to play New England again. Miami has to play Buffalo. New England has to play Buffalo again. So when you start to look at it, Buffalo is not out of the weeds. They're just, they're not. They're, they don't, their gap is not so large where you're like, oh, well. It's not, this, that's not one of those situations. Now, I do want to say how you win the game is important. Uh, for the Jets, they only had four offensive plays in the fourth quarter. So, obviously, dominating the time of possessions in the game for the Patriots, them running the ball a ton, them doing a lot of situations off play action. Cam played well. But if Joe Flacco doesn't throw an interception off a bomb to J.C. Johnson, J.C. Jackson, excuse me, I think the Jets find a way to win that game. We're having a different conversation today. Totally but here, agree. But here's, terrible but throw. But terrible terrible but throw. But here's what but I would he say. But he played excellent all the way into the fourth that, quarter. That's great. But he did throw the pick. I understand that. And we are having a conversation. I understand that. And but that's I, just like when we go back to Kansas City Super Bowl victory last year. If Jimmy Garoppolo hit Emmanuel Sanders, we're not talking about Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But guess what? He didn't hit him. He didn't. He didn't connect. So Kansas City got the victory, and they went on and celebrated. Understood that they have the victory. I, I, you know, you always try to find moral victories, and I understand that. So their game against the Bills – because I've heard you use this argument too, Key. Well, imagine if, if Cam doesn't have that ball in his right hand. If it's in his left hand, he probably scores that touchdown. We're having a different conversation about that. Or them. not fumble better yet. Or not fumble, right? So, yes, that's applicable there. But then at the same time, it, is that that's a moral victory in a way that's helped them build momentum towards beating the Jets? I don't know if that translates to beating the Ravens next week. Well, the I Ravens, we're, the we're Ravens having, is going to be a tough it, – it's going to take some – it's going to take some coaching. Their defense is going to be different. You're not going to be able to hold on to the ball – that long, dominate time of possession like you did against the Jets, the way you did against – you're not going to be able to do that against the Ravens. Belichick's going to have to put a game plan together. That's all. He just got – it's it's going to be a tough out, but it's not impossible. You know, it's going to be a tough out, but it's not impossible to beat the Ravens. We are having a conversation about the Pats in many different ways here. One conversation is over. It's squashed. It's finished. Dan Graziano was with us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin and essentially said outright – Simple as it can be, unless there's an injury, no more Jared Stidham talk. I think if he's healthy, he finishes the season as a starter, and he is healthy right now. So, I mean, obviously what I'm saying is unless he were to get injured, um, I think he finishes the season as a starter. They haven't wavered on him. Uh, Jared Stidham does not seem to be a guy that's really in their immediate plans in terms of his readiness to play right now. They think Cam is their best chance to win games, and they are still trying to win games. One thing on the other side, the Jets played Joe Flacco, as Jay mentioned. It was his third start of the season. Actually threw three touchdown passes. He's actually looked a little more competent. Of course, it's the quality of the competition that you're playing. He has looked more competent at times than Sam Darnold. Uh, Obviously, neither guy has much going on offensively or with the wide receiver position. The Jets played last night without Darnold, Quinn and Williams, and their massive tackle, Makai Becton. First-round pick, played really well. He left the game with a chest injury. The Jets had their best performance of the season without Sam Darnold. So is that proof they should move on from Sam? Proof is brought to you by Pennzoil Synthetic Motor Oils. They're made from natural gas, giving you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Key, is that even a conversation to have at this point when somebody else steps in there at the position, also bereft of talent? I mean, Joe's not throwing to anybody that Sam wasn't thrown to, and he looked okay as an ancient player that I think a lot of people were surprised was even on an NFL roster. May not have even realized that when the season started. Unfortunately for Sam, he wasn't on the field the receivers were on the field for the first time, all three of their guys. You know, they, they were on the field for the first time, all three. Sam hasn't had that. Um, 
you know, it, this is an interesting evaluation. It's going to be a tough evaluation for Joe Douglas and whoever else comes in as the head coach on what to do with Sam Darnold. I'm more problematic in terms of he hasn't had any playmakers around him. I can't make a snap judgment on what type of quarterback he's going to be because I haven't seen him with anybody. I just know we drafted him with the third pick in the draft three years ago, and he was the savior. He was the toast of the town. He was the this, and he was, and then two and a half years later, we're scratching our head because we're looking at two kids in college football that were propping up that one's at Clemson, the other's at Ohio State, one is Trevor Lawrence, the other is Justin Fields, and now all of a sudden we're saying, huh, these guys are better than Sam. But Sam was the third pick of the draft. Last I could check, one wasn't and two wasn't far from three. So it's kind of like I, I just don't know. I'm more of giving Give him Julio Jones and see what he looks like. Give him DeAndre Hopkins and give him uh, 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 Eric Bieniemy and see what he looks like. Opposed to, ah, we can't go anywhere with this guy. You're you're running with uh, uh, running backs that's you know older. You got receivers that's playing together for the first time. You got a defense that's just kind of like whatever, and you had a you got a head coach. That seems like he had no idea what he was doing when he took the job. I, I just, it's a hard evaluation. It is. Because, what, what, one second though, Jay. What if you decide that I'm going to use the number one pick on one of these two guys, and then I'm going to let Sam go ahead and, hypothetically speaking, let's just send him to Pittsburgh for a two. And Ben retires two years from now. And you draft one of these other two guys with no players around him, no nothing around them because you didn't use the draft pick to acquire players to put them around him, and you in the same situation two years from now that you were with Sam this year. And Sam flourishes. And Sam flourishes with Claypool and Juju and Mike Tomlin. That's all I'm saying with a good defense. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah, there's the other side of that equation. What if you keep him, he becomes injury prone, he doesn't pan out, and you didn't take advantage, and you see a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields explode and become that Joe Burrow, that next-level quarterback. So uh, all I'm saying – here's it, what I would say about but, that. Hold on, okay, all I was going to say, Key, real quick, is that, you know, look, PS3 was really cool until PS5 came out, right? Like two, a couple of years later, you're like, oh, okay. P-, like there's something new. Like that happens all the time. I just think that when, when you get down to it, Look, they have a bye week. They're going to come back. They're going to play the Chargers. Justin Herbert and him get a chance to see them. If he comes back off that injury, how does he play? But if he keeps regressing, if he doesn't, if they don't win a game, I got it. You know how Sam Darnold wants to stay a Jet? Win games. <laughs> Easy That's as that. all you have to do. <laughs> win games. Just win a game or two. Take yourself out of the equation. Let the Jags get the first pick. It's not hard to do. No, it's, it's, it's not hard to do, but when I got Frank Gore behind me and I'm handing the ball to him and I got an offensive line that can't open up any holes and I got a receiving core that may or may not play when I'm playing or a receiving core that's playing when I'm not playing and you got all of that and I got a coach that's giving up play calling duties because he wasted half of the season calling plays and now all of a sudden he relinquished that right. I mean, it's just a lot that goes with what the evaluation process would be with Sam. It just It's a lot. And, and you, you say, Jay, what if you pass on one of these quarterbacks and you keep Sam and he gets hurt? But guess what? 
for that number one overall spot, if we get it, I'm going to get three or four potential players that's going to help us in the future. And there's going to be other quarterbacks out there, but there's not going to be a chance for me to get multiple draft picks two, three years from now because I've already used that capital up by selecting one of these quarterbacks as the number one guy with nothing around him. Or you could do that. I mean, or you could trade Sam Darnold and potentially work something out with San Fran, who's looking for a quarterback. There are teams in need of quarterbacks that are willing to potentially give you draft picks for that as well. Yeah, but you're only going to get like a two for Sam, possibly, when I got a chance to have a number one overall and I can – I could hold you hostage. Like I was joking the other day about New England. I said, New England, hey, why not? The Jets just trade it to New England. Give me all your picks for the next five years. Yeah. That was a joke, right? And But you may be able to hold somebody hostage for that number one overall pick and get multiple picks down the line. There's no question about it. It has been done before in NFL history. The Cowboys had that huge haul in the Herschel Walker deal. You saw it with Mike Ditka and the Saints. It's been done, and it can certainly benefit your franchise moving forward if – you get the picks right. Much more NFL draft talk with uh, Todd McShay. He'll join us to talk Lawrence Fields and more coming up at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. But speaking of Lawrence, for more on him, let's go from A to Z. So Trevor Lawrence working his way back after the coronavirus and the mild symptoms. Everybody's worried about what might happen this year, a possible rematch with Notre Dame December 19th in the ACC championship game. But... As the fellow said, once that is over, his NFL draft chatter will begin. He was asked, has anything changed with leaving for the NFL after this season? I'm sure he is tired of talking about this. My mindset is is, is the same, and I, I really don't want to talk about it anymore, honestly. I'm just trying to enjoy my last whatever few months here, if that's what it's going to be. So whatever I decide to do, you guys will, you guys will know in, in January or February. So just... Um, I'm just trying to enjoy it, and obviously I'm not trying to make a stir. I don't want any more people talking about me than they already are. So um, my thing is I'm just never going to corner myself to where I have to do something just because of something I said in the past. So I'm leaving the door open for all my options. He's already a pro. My last few months here, if I decide to leave. Well done, Trevor Lawrence. What do you guys think about it? Yeah. There's nothing to stay for. What are you? What, it's okay. I'm leaving. I'm I'm bouncing. Deshaun Watson declared early. He was still playing during the season, and they were like senior night. He was a junior. He went out on senior night. I, I get it. Everybody does it differently, it, but he's playing the quarterback role. I get it, Trevor. You're playing the quarterback role. Family guy. I got it. I, I just like it's it's classy. It's a classy thing to say. He didn't take a stance either way. He's focused on his priorities, and he says, you know, when we get to that point, we'll deal with it. I agree with you totally. Individually, he still has a Heisman to win, which would put him in rarefied air, even though he's already been one of the great quarterbacks of his era. And to your point, talking about the collective goal, let's stop talking about me. I missed a game, and I had a guy come in and play terrific football. We're a recruiting machine. There are 85 dudes on this team, not just one. Let's focus in. You hear that, Bruce Arians? (laughs) That's right. Instead of focusing in on your one. (laughs) On the other side, Jay, I want to get your comments on this after we hear some commentary from Tom Izzo, the legendary Michigan State head coach, the national champion. He tested positive for COVID-19. He's got to isolate for 10 days. This is per Big Ten rules. Obviously, now we're going to see the Big Ten football rules work their way into basketball with the regular season in college hoops scheduled to begin November 25th. Coach Izzo can't be back with the Spartans until November 17th at the earliest. Coach Izzo essentially saying, if I can get it, anyone can get it. 
I found out this morning that I tested positive. I've been beating my brains out to figure out where and how. I think I've been as diligent as anybody, which just goes to show that it even tells you more how serious maybe the virus is. I mean, I, I know for a fact that I wasn't at any big parties, didn't visit any frat houses or sororities. I've been just kind of sitting in my own house and going to work. And as you know, we've been testing for quite a while now with the antigen testing for over two weeks, tested negative every test. I, I would say that I've been an advocate of wearing our masks and practicing social distancing. I'm still an advocate of that. I don't think that deters me in any way, shape, or form. I, I think we've got to understand that it is serious and it's invisible. Yeah, I think this is, uh, you know, I feel for Tom. I've known Tom for a long time, obviously covering college basketball. He's always been an individual that has done things by the book uh, as it relates to his team. I, I, I take him for his word that he's been as safe as possible. And look, this is a top 15 team. I mean, you have guys like Aaron Henry coming back. You have guys like Joshua Langford, Foster Lawyer. Uh, they they have talent for days. Um you know, I hope that he's okay throughout this challenging time. And we should mention that Coach Izzo is 65 years old. Obviously, he's been around the game for a long time to go over for Judd Heathcote. But anybody in that 60-plus category at this particular point, you have to be really careful about. Yeah, and he also has you know, Dane Fife, who played basketball. Indiana beat me in the Sweet 16. He always jokes with me about it. He, <laughs> you know, he, He's a brilliant young mind, along with Mike Garland, too. So you have two assistant coaches that have been there for a long time, understand his style and his system. So I don't think they're going to miss a beat. Keyshawn J. Wills, you've been brought to you by Goodyear. Whether you're on the field or on the edge of your seat, Goodyear wants you to embrace the unexpected. Every upset, touchdown, or fourth quarter comeback and let it move you no matter what the season throws your way. Goodyear is here to help drive you forward. Goodyear, more driven. Fellas, do we have the Max Kellerman audio? I just want to ask you real quick on the air. Do we have that? There it is. Max Kellerman Uh weighed in on the Patrick Mahomes goat conversation. If you Mm. were with us earlier this morning, Super Bowl champion Jeff Saturday said something I wholeheartedly believe in. It's just too early. He might be there. He's tracking there. He's trending there. But there's also Montana and Marino and Bradshaw and Unitas and all these guys. It is a social media age, and it does stand to reason that many of the people that are weighing in and saying Mahomes is the greatest of all time probably never saw any of those other guys I just mentioned even take a snap. We're living in the here and now. But Max is a little bit older than some of those folks on social media that are pushing Mahomes. Granted, outstanding start. Max is essentially saying, folks, the conversation is over. He is the best I've ever seen do it. And we're already in the territory with Mahomes where we're starting to look for like um, consolation prizes for everyone else. We're already approaching territory that we did with Jordan in the NBA where people would get like, oh, we can't give Jordan the MVP again. You're going to win the, 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 the champ, you know, the, the, the chip MVP anyway. All right, we'll give one to Barkley. We'll give one to Malone. We'll give one to whoever. Come on, stop. It was MJ every year back then. It's Mahomes every year now. The dude is the best I've ever seen. Do it. Key? Uh, no. I agree. <laughs> Not yet. It's a long ways away. I've seen quarterbacks dazzle you. I've seen them do it. We just removed several years ago where Aaron Rodgers was the best that ever was. I mean, look. That's what it Remember Peyton Manning about in his eighth year in the league, he was the GOAT. He was the best that ever. So it's like, okay, I, I get it. Social media, I understand the hype machine. Patrick Mahomes is legit. Yeah. But he's got a long ways to go for, for you to just snapshot and just say, well, he's the best that ever was. 
The dude's only been playing quarterback three seasons. He's 25 years old. Like, stop already. I understand he'll probably throw for 40-some touchdowns. He'll probably throw for close to 5,000 yards. He'll probably have an opportunity to win another championship back-to-back. But what if he doesn't win the Super Bowl this year? Because those other teams that are out there are trying to win the Super Bowl too. And razor thin last year as you Yes, razor thin. You think all of a sudden the New Orleans Saints and Breeze who may decide to leave after this year to go to, MB- to, go to NBC to work? is going to say, well, we're playing the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, he's the greatest ever. I guess I'm not going to show up. No. But I understand. I understand that it's a love fest, and I love Patrick Mahomes. I wish I'd have had him, his left hand, as my quarterback. (laughs) But it's too early, Jay, to get caught up in those sort of things when he has a long ways to go until his career is over. Yeah, I think the way to describe Mahomes is, quote, potential GOAT. Quote, unquote. You know, I, I think he's he has the opportunity to become that style players style player. But I, I this is more beef that I have, I think, with just the way the word goat is used. I hear it used every day towards just random things. And it used to not be used. They used to when you hear it, it would stop you in your track. And you say, oh, now I just hear it being used all the time. So is he the goat of swag because his swag is different. Right. It, like, what it, is he? The, that's what I'm saying. Like, what is he the goat of? Is he the goat of? He's he's the best I've ever seen potentially if it pans out. Like I don't there's a lot of specifications sometimes I think we get lost in the nuances cuz obviously the body of work isn't there yet. So let's just call for what it is. He's the potential goat if he keeps trending in this direction. Is he the goat of the thrower of the football? Is he the goat because he can catch Tom Brady on nine appearances in the Super Bowl and winning six of exactly. them? Exactly. Is he the goat of arm strength? Like is like, there what so is many it? We, we break this thing down. I get confused, honestly, with all the factors that you start looking into it because it's so applicable to so many different categories. Keep yeah. in mind, he's 25, so he's as accomplished as anybody at the age of 25. But John Elway didn't approach GOAT category until he was 37 or 38. You can't possibly, to Jay's point, extrapolate where a guy is going to be or even if he'll be active in the league like Tom Brady at 43 when the dude is 25. Jay, last thing I would say, I know you want to make one more comment, as we go more offensively driven, his numbers, if he has a good, healthy, prolonged career, his numbers are going to be crazy because they weren't throwing the ball in the 80s and the 90s the way they're throwing the ball today. So his numbers are going to be so out of whack in a good way, but you got to realize he's playing in a time and a place in an era that was way different than the other possible goals. Was there a pass-to-run ratio 4-1? to one? Key and I were just talking about this before. If he were playing in today's game, I wonder how many yards receiving he would have with the amount of times we throw the football today as I opposed to get, what I wouldn't get touched going across the middle that's for sure where I was getting knocked around going across the middle right so different game different, different time, game I different can't era. take that away from Pat or Patrick sorry moms Patrick <laughs> Patrick play-by-play announcers be aware on the way the discussion continues all the way to April 2021 Lawrence or Fields Todd McShay is going to evaluate them as Carefully as anyone, and he'll join us next with his early thoughts. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. 
Dining in dollars, doing business and bought wherever life takes you. The Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal, done. Freelancing in France, no problem. Sending money back to mom, simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. ESPN college football analyst David Pollack over on Get Up with Greeny and Company on ESPN. Are you telling me that if you were making the pick, you would consider taking Fields ahead of Lawrence as right now? Yeah, I would start considering that now. He's definitely on track to me to making this decision a lot more difficult than we thought it would be before the season. There's a long process to this thing. Tell me a head coach you think has had the opportunity and the time to see either one of these quarterbacks perform live in person. Not one. But I'll tell you, that was... Keyshawn and David Pollock last week, Key mentioned the word opportunity and time. Todd McShay's got all the opportunity in the world oh, to scout these two guys. He's got all the time in the world to do it because that's what he does 24-7, 365. And our ESPN NFL draft expert joins us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. It's never too early to talk the 2021 draft next April 29th in Cleveland, Ohio. It's great to have Todd here. What's up, Todd? This morning. Todd, 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 Todd. What's going on, fellas? <laughs> Todd, you wrote a piece recently on ESPN.com, very intriguing piece, talking about guys you're not ready to give up on if indeed Lawrence or Fields is waiting in the wings. And one of those guys is Sam Darnold. Take us through why you still have confidence. Well, it really comes down to his confidence and also the, the beating that he's taken over the last couple of years. But I, I just I look at him and I, and I know what he can be. You know, I, I studied him at USC. You see him when he gets a little bit of protection, when he gets a little bit of help from receivers, when he gets a little bit of help from the running backs. Um, I, I just, I think he's magic inside the pocket in terms of knowing where the pressure's coming from, being able to climb the pocket when it comes from the outside, being able to slide and move, extend plays, and, and throw the ball down the field. It's just, and the Jets will admit it. Like, they, they there's... They are trying to draft. It's a whole new group coming in with Joe Douglas as the GM. They have one draft you know, under their belt, but they have so much more work to do. They've got four first-round picks in the next two years, and it's going to take time. So what, what they decide to do, whether it's trading the number one overall pick, if that's where they wind up in, that, in the upcoming draft, or trading Sam Darnold, I think Darnold will be in a good spot in a couple of years, but it's, just going, to, it's going to take more time. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Shell Pinzall performance line. What would you Listen do? Listen to you, Key. I'm so impressed. <laughs> hey, man, he he loves on, doing man. that, Reed. He loves doing it. He <laughs> loves on, it. Man. We, we, I, oh, okay. You just, you one of those guys, right? Well, just play football. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, stop it. You know I'm just I'm kidding. I couldn't do it. There's we, no chance I could do it. You, I would mess it up every day. Ty, you and I both were in L.A. watching Sam three years ago in the pouring down rain at his pro yep. day. So we know what he could potentially be. What would you do, Todd, if you had the number one overall pick in Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence is sitting there? I haven't talked to Joe about it, Joe Douglas, the, the GM. But, I, but if I knew that Sam still had the confidence and physically that he wasn't too beaten up, I would stick with him. 
and and I would take these these four first round picks. I would actually trade if I, if we're tr- if we're drafting number one overall. I would trade the pick, get mul- more multiple first rounders, and stack you know stack them up over the next two years, and and basically know that it's not it's not going to be in twenty twenty one, but it's going to be in twenty twenty two, where we now have four, five first rounders, probably seven or eight guys in the first three rounds uh, in these two drafts, and now I have guys around Sam. That's what I would do. But if, you know, I'm not in the building every day, so I I don't know what's going on with Sam. I don't know if he's exhausted from everything he's been through. I don't know if his confidence is down. And if that's the case, then you trade him and you bring in Trevor Lawrence and you take him at the number one overall pick. I mean, the Clemson quarterback, Justin Fields, is having a phenomenal year. And you heard David Pollock earlier, and I think there's not a big gap between the two. But I would take Trevor Lawrence number one overall if you decided to move on from Sam. Why every single year, for the most part, Todd, when the number one selection comes up, it's always once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to take this guy, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to take that guy. (laughs) But the hit rate on the number one overalls is missed far many times than actually hitting. But we still believe that Trevor Lawrence is a a once-in-a-lifetime generational-type quarterback. When we've seen guys go at number one overall – and it didn't work out like that, so you're taking a chance. Yeah, I mean, just for perspective, it's, a, it's right now Trevor Lawrence has the highest grade on a, on a quarterback or player that I've given since uh, Andrew Luck in 2012. So we're, you know, it's a, it's a long time. And the hit rate is getting higher if you really look at it. You know, I, I, I know Jerry Goff is a good quarterback. He's not exceptional. Carson Wentz has had the injuries, and, and he's struggling. Uh, but you look at the last couple of years, I mean, there have been a lot of really good quarterbacks. Kyler Murray, what he's doing. You know, you, you look at what these young quarterbacks are doing and, and coming in. I mean, it's, it's really impressive. So uh, there used to be a higher miss rate. I think it's getting better and better each year. I think the quarterback development is so much better than it used to be, starting when they're like in junior high school and all the way up with the seven-on-sevens and the camps that they go to. And you know everything that goes on, especially out in California. Uh, but but I, I get it. But to me, Trevor Lawrence is different. He really is. He's different. Justin Fields is developing. He's not there yet, but he is developing, and he's having he's throwing, completing more than 80% of his throws this year. I mean, in three games, he has been phenomenal. So the, we have two great quarterbacks in this class. Then there's Trey Lance from North, North Dakota State. Then there's Zach Wilson from BYU, who might not come out early, but he's been, he's been outstanding. He extends plays, and he's everything that you look for. And, and after that, uh, Mac Jones from Alabama. So there are five quarterbacks that could be first-round picks this year, and I get it. There's, there's always going to be some misses, but these quarterbacks are getting better and better each year, in my opinion. It'll be interesting. The road to April 29th, 2021. It's never too early. Hopefully we'll have fans back. It won't be virtual. I know Todd missed last year's draft and we really missed you. So we're looking forward to next April. Back the way it used to be. The three-day extravaganza and nobody (laughs) studies it like Todd. Todd can't wait to next spring. We'll see what happens with Lawrence and Fields and Wilson and Lance and Jones. All of those guys we certainly need to keep an eye on. Thank you, Todd. Todd, 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 Todd. (laughs) 
On the way out the door, Frank Caliendo style. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Paul Feinbaum, who will dig into Trevor Lawrence a little bit more with coming up at 9, 10 a.m. Eastern. We're also presented by Progressive Insurance, celebrating eight years of donating cars to veterans in need. Learn more at Keys to Progress. Dot com. Still to come, real or not real, with some of the biggest stars in the NFL on the cusp of all-time statistical greatness. Key will tell you whether they can achieve it. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's demon time on prize picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right. 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Keyshawn, j will and zubin the podcast Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Our members of the mission learn more at NavyFederal.org. It's time to go real or not real with some eye-popping numbers. And you just heard from Russell Wilson there on some great performance that he has put forth this season. If his defense was only that great, maybe things would be a little bit Different. All right, let's talk about great with Wilson, fellas. Here we go. Real or not real, Russell Wilson right now, at this very moment, has 28 passing touchdowns. He would be on pace, obviously double it halfway through the season, on pace for 56, the most ever, edging Peyton Manning, who has the record with 55. Real or not real, Russ does it, tops Manning, and finishes the season with at least 56 Touchdown passes. I think not real. I'll say not real to kick this one off. I, I think Russ is having an incredible season. I think we're going to see him take some dips. Uh, watching the last couple of games, he's been getting punished. He's been getting punished. Um, I, he's going to still throw for a lot of TDs, but I, I don't think he's going to accomplish it. Look, here's what I would say. I kind of agree with Jay Will on this one, but for different reasons. I think the weather changes. 
They get more into the running game. They won't have to score as many points because the defense will stiffen up as we get on the back end of the season. So, therefore, it takes him out of that 56 category. Right. Nothing with talent, just simply opportunity and the way they want to win games. All right. From a guy that passes to a guy that catches, Tyree Kill right now has nine receiving touchdowns. He's on pace for 16 receiving touchdowns this season. That would be the most since, believe it or not, Dez. Back in 2014, now back in the league. Real or not real, Tyreek Hill gets to at least 16 to match Dez's mark from six years ago. It's real. It's real because of the quarterback and the situation and the offensive style in which they play. They want to get the football to Tyreek Hill. They'll have an opportunity to do that as they go into some cities. As the weather changes, they won't be in Kansas City. They'll go into more warm weather type cities and playing. And, and it's just their style of football. They like to throw the ball and they like to utilize Tyreek Hill. So 16, he's not far off. I remember we got into this debate with Key about well, it wasn't really a debate. He didn't have him on his top five receiver list just because he was a he's a Swiss Army knife. You can use him in such a variety of ways, and I think that special usage, category ex- exactly. I think that usage in that special category. He'll pass that. Speaking of Swiss Army Knife, a guy you can do a ton of stuff with, Brady might have been the best offseason signing. Is there any doubt Stefan Diggs was the best offseason trade from Minnesota to Buffalo? He's got 813 receiving yards at this point, on pace for 1,445, which would be a career high for Stefan Diggs. Fellas, real or not real, he gets there. A career high, 1,445 receiving yards for the Bills stud. It was real. It was certainly real. It was a smart move by the Minnesota Vikings to move Stephon Diggs to the Buffalo Bills, but even a smarter move, the Buffalo Bills picking him up to go along with Josh Allen. The young man, Justin Jefferson, out of LSU, is the first-round pick of the Minnesota Vikings, is having a tremendous rookie season. So they don't lose any production there. They get the financial uh, responsibility off the books, but the Bills pick up a guy who can potentially help them win the division. Stephon Diggs is the truth, man. He's the truth. And, uh, you know, seeing when you surround Josh Allen with a number one target like that, Key, uh, you wish other quarterbacks in the league had a receiving target like Stephon Diggs. One of Stephon Diggs' old teammates, of course, is Dalvin Cook. Over the last couple of games, has just been balling out. Right now, Dalvin Cook, 858 rushing yards. He is on pace for a mind-boggling 1,839 yards on the ground, fellas, this season. That would be the most since DeMarco Murray. Remember running behind that great Cowboys O-line? He had 1,845 Back in 2014. But for Dalvin Cook, will he hit the 1,839 yards he is on pace for? Real or not real? That number for Dalvin. Not real. I think as as they start to continue to make a push, I think that they're going to load the box up on Dalvin Cook and force Kirk Cousins to show that he can beat teams down the stretch. As Minnesota still tries to stay alive in a late wild card playoff push. So they have the Bears twice on their, on their schedule. They have the Bucks once. And they have the Saints after seeing the way the Saints actually played defense the other night. Hmm. I don't think he's going to get done. We will see. That first game against the Bears is on tap for them on Sunday night football coming up this week. Sacks. Let's move to defense. We all love talking about offensive numbers, defensive numbers. Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett each have nine sacks. Both also have like a nine-digit contracts. <laughs> on pace for 18 this season, fellas. Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, Ram superstar, Brown superstar. Double them. 18 sacks this season. Absolutely. It's real. Nobody can't block either one of those dudes, especially Aaron Donald. Mm. Aaron Donald's pushing dudes in the quarterback's lap. So it's, it's, 
and he's hungry. He's got to play against Seattle. He's got to eventually see Kyler Murray. I mean, they're throwing the ball all over. The opportunities are going to be there. And they can't, they can't block him. So you might as well just give him the damn sacks. I would give it to him just because I, I, I've never been a quarterback before. But if I were, I would not want to be in the cockpit with those two coming at me. Not yeah. at all. And finally, interception-wise, this is one of the more quiet stories in the NFL. J.C. Jackson has five picks. Let's double it. Nobody has had 10 picks in a season in almost 20 years. You have to go back to 01 for the old double-digit interception season. Real or not real, this guy can get to 10 interceptions before the season ends. Not real. There's a reason that it hasn't happened since 2001. They just it, – it's, it's hard. It's hard to do. I mean, you need a little bit of luck. Uh, you know, you just it, – it's hard to do, man. It really is truly hard to do. I, I would love to see him do it. would love to see him do it. I mean, he got burned last night a couple of times before he got that pick. So, potentially, potentially, maybe. Yeah. Young kid for the Patriots, played his college ball at Florida, very talented. We will see. They certainly need him to step up. If the Pats have any hope of making the playoffs, they're sitting at 3-5 and five after a win with no time on the clock last night and a 51-yard field goal by Nick Folk, the former Jet, antagonizing, getting in there, and sticking one back on his old crew. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Paul Feinbaum, to talk all things college football. Howdy. It was a mess of a day in the SEC yesterday. Are we at the start of a messy relationship between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. After what Bruce said yesterday, you'll hear it next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.